Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Chris, some of these days over here, of course, are us giving opinions, us giving thoughts, us giving just our analysis overall. Today is one of the most important news days of the year. The NFL trade deadline at 4 o'clock. And, of course, now with the Pittsburgh Steelers, there is quarterback talk going on. A good afternoon, everybody. A good Tuesday afternoon. This is the Southside Beat. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, we did not come dressed in costume today unless no. you want sports journalists to be considered our costumes. Um, the trade deadline is in one hour's time, 4 mm-hmm. p.m. Eastern. It is currently 3 p.m. Eastern as we do this live. There have been a few trades that have come across the wire in the NFL. Nothing related as of right now to the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chris, but that doesn't mean that something can't come out within the next hour or so. No, no, of course, uh, you know, still an hour to go. Um, you know, I've been, obviously we've seen some reports out there saying the Steelers are going to stand pad. Then there are some that are expecting the Steelers to trade, you know, somebody or for somebody um, Levi Wallace with the eye emojis on his Instagram a couple hours ago. So does he get traded? Um, you know, something to kind of monitor and then, um, you know, there's been, they've been tr- uh, tied to Jalen Johnson, you know, for, from the bears. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I just want to know how the 49ers keep getting away with this crap because Woo! Woo! a third round pick <laughs> that's ridiculous. A third round pick for chase young. That's man. That D-line. they now have chase young, Javon Hargrave and Nick Bosa up front. And Eric Armstead. Yeah. Really good D tackle. Yeah. Man, that line's loaded. This literally just came across the feed. If I keep looking down here, it's because I'm updating I'm looking the news feed. Uh, I got I got my computer because I don't want to be looking down the whole time. So I got my computer like right. offset a little bit so I can try to keep up with some stuff and monitor you know, your guys' comments and yeah, the it's, Browns a, it's gonna be a fun traded. day today for sure. It's gonna be a fun half hour. I mean, we're gonna have obviously talk about the Steelers and Kenny Pickett says he's for sure playing when I asked him what clearances he needed. Um, but this trade just came across the wire. The uh, Browns are trading wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions. This according to multiple Ooh, reports. the Lions. So the Lions are loading up. Uh, they haven't been targeting Jamison Williams that much, but a really nice complimentary piece to that offense to go oh, behind yeah. uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. So right now the major trades that have come across in addition to uh, the Donovan Peoples-Jones news that just broke. Multiple reports on that. Uh, the Washington Commanders are unloading their defensive line. Uh, Montez Sweat goes to the Chicago Bears for a 
relatively early pick. I believe it was a second or third rounder. And then Chase Young goes to the 49ers for table scraps. Um, another big one, of course, former Steeler Josh Dobbs gets sent from Arizona to Minnesota. The Vikings kind of trying to re, uh, you know, compensate, of course, yeah, for Kirk Cousins being down yeah. and try to reboot um, a run to the playoffs. They're four and four right now, and and getting uh, back Justin sure. Jefferson back and ju- getting Justin Jefferson back could be a huge thing. So. Yeah. Those are really the only major ones that have come down the pike as of right now. Um, according to NFL Network, it's a 2025 six-round pick going to Cleveland uh, for Donovan Peoples-Jones. So a nice pick up there for the Lions. But, Chris, let's yeah. go to the Steelers real quick. No yep. trades yet for the Steelers. But with the health of Kenny Pickett, obviously, still yep. up in the air, both quarterbacks spoke today on the south side. Kenny Pickett in his usual scrum setting. And then I walked over to Mitch Trubisky and got a one-on-one with him uh, for about a minute or so. But Pickett says, and I quote, I'm playing for sure. And that was in response to a question I asked him directly of, hey, what clearances do you need? Is it how you feel? Is it do the doctors have to confirm stuff? What's going on? And he sidestepped it with probably the answer that we all wanted to hear. Now, him saying I'm playing for sure and him playing for sure can still mean two different things. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and if he and if he is healthy enough, um, come on, where'd it go? Here right we here. go. Let's click on it. It's right here. There we go. There Man. we go. Nice I, I clicked on it like four times. It wasn't popping up. Uh Yeah. Uh, obviously you want Kennedy to play. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I know it was pretty critical of him yesterday. And there are some people, uh, you know, in the comments of my chalk talk piece that are, you know, Kenny truthers or Kenny apologists that don't want to, you know, see the criticism that's there. Um, however, um, he still needs to play. I mean, if you're going to find out about Kenny Pickett, he needs to play. Um, you need to see how he plays, uh, not only see how he grows as a quarterback, you need to see how he plays whenever, he has certain obstacles in the way, like possibly playing at less than 100%. Um, maybe that kind of gives him some extra motivation, you know, kind of gives him an extra, you know, boost in his step or whatever, you know, just whatever it is, man. You need to see Kenny Pickett play. And um, I, I do believe that Kenny gives the the Steelers – I am kind of um, – and John kind of brings this up here. I, I, I have kind of changed my tune a little bit from earlier in the season. I do think that Kenny, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say significant, but it gives the Steelers a, a bit better, a better of a chance to win than as opposed to Mitch Trubisky, just because of that fourth quarter factor. You know, if they're, if they're close and Kenny's, you know, has the ability to turn it on. I mean, yeah, I, I trust Kenny in those situations way more than Mitch. Uh, so they need to see Kenny play for sure. And if he's healthy enough to go, he needs to play. Now, Mitch Trubisky, the backup quarterback coming in in relief from the bullpen, is a little bit different than Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback that gets days of preparation. Mm -hmm. I think that's safe to say for just about any backup quarterback. The last time Mitch Trubisky played in a game that he started was late last year against Carolina. The Steelers, of course, won that game. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of help from their ground game. They rushed for, I believe it was 146 yards in that game. Now, this Deontay Steelers team... was awesome in that game, too. Yes, yes. Now, this Steelers team has obviously not run the football well. So if it has to be Mitch Trubisky, 
on Thursday. You know, the Titans' run defense is kind of middle of the pack in the NFL, but they haven't given up a lot of rushing touchdowns. I think it's only four this year. So it's not exactly a team that can be run on if it has to be Trubisky and the game plan has to be adjusted to run the football more. Now, in addition to – there was this was a busy day on the south side in addition to all the trade deadline stuff because Matt Canada and Terrell Austin both spoke today, coordinator Tuesday – And then after practice, Kenny Pickett spoke, and I got Mitch Trubisky one-on-one. And the video for uh, Trubisky is currently live on DKPittsburghSports.com right on this YouTube channel. Uh, You can click over to that after the show. Mitch talked about, you know, his preparation, the difference between preparing to start throughout the week versus coming in cold essentially off the bench. So you can check that out. But the difference between Kenny Pickett being on the field and not is obviously a huge one regardless and no one's ever going to question Kenny's toughness. No one's ever going to question Kenny's uh, fight, so to speak, and him, his willingness to be out on the field, but the brass taxes, he has to be able to throw the football. And today he said he did some light throwing um, walkthrough style stuff today. So really not much torque, I guess you could say putting on the ball. Um, I guess you could say that he's not exactly, you know, chucking it downfield to George Pickens just yet, but he is at least working as of today. Yeah. So the Steelers are going to have a closed practice tomorrow. This is how this is going to work. There's a closed practice tomorrow, probably another walkthrough. Um, and then the assumption is that tomorrow's injury report will reveal whether Kenny is truly out or not. And if he doesn't have an out designation, then we'll yeah. have to see Thursday, you know, pregame warmups, testing all of that and, and go from there. Yeah. Uh, Teresa says, wait, hold on. Jeez. Go for it. Teresa says, so we spent a first-round pick on a slightly better chance to win over Money Mitch. Seriously? Um, That's just where I am right now. I mean, you obviously take a quarterback in the first round because you you are (laughs) investing in what he can be. And I I do think that Kenny can be better than what he is right now. Uh, Absolutely. I think he's very, very capable of it. He has the tools to do it. We just haven't seen the consistent growth um, just yet. Now we can pin that on whatever you want to. You can pin it on, hey, same old issues that we saw on college on college tape. You know, happy feet in the pocket, leaving the pocket too quickly, isn't getting through his progressions fast enough. You can hit on those things. You could also say, hey, Kenny can only grow so much in, the, in this kind of terrible, outdated offense. Okay, you could, that's fair. I mean, it could be a number of different things. I'm just going off of what I'm seeing right now. Monongahela Mike kind of pretty much says it. There's just no consistency right now. Sure. The only time that Kenny's really consistent is in the fourth quarter. I, I would even extend that to say the, the second half because he's been pretty good in the third quarter this year too. Um, but I, I, I just we we haven't seen it yet. Now he's played for more than a more than a season's worth of games. Just haven't seen it yet, and uh, I. You know, not saying he can't. I, I like I said yesterday. I still believe in the three-year rule. I, I believe in the. I believe in you know giving him the time that that he needs to 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 develop. And uh, some quarterbacks develop at different paces than others. Now, not everybody's going to come in and be Pat Mahomes. Not everybody's going to come in and uh, you know be Ben Roethlisberger go thirteen and zero as a rookie. It's just not going to happen. Um, Brent, I never thought that uh, either Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky would have been traded today. Um, you know, Brent here brings up. Uh, a potential trade to the Vikings. Of course, the Vikings go get Josh Dobbs today from Arizona. I didn't think that was ever going to be a possibility that first off, Mitch Trubisky's contract is too expensive for a backup quarterback. And it would be a little bit 
costly for Minnesota because they do want to re-sign Kirk Cousins or if they want to re-sign Kirk Cousins. Number two, now with Kenny being banged up, it makes Mason Rudolph a little more valuable to that locker room. So I didn't think a quarterback um, was going to be in the cards, at least as far as what the Steelers were going uh, to deal today. And, and Ryan mentions Kenny says he's playing. Yes, in case you missed it, uh, that's – you know, we've been talking about Kenny says he's playing. Mitch is prepared to start just in case. Matt Canada is kind of preparing for two quarterbacks at the same time. Um, so it's a bit of a tricky situation going into this Thursday night game. All the Thursday night games are tricky in and of themselves. But having your starting quarterback injured and missing the second half and then going in to play a game three days later is is or four days later, I guess, is no easy yeah. task um, for anybody. Now, Chris, you mentioned earlier about the argument for Mitch versus Kenny, who's better now. And there was a point earlier in the season where Kenny was not playing well. And we said, well, Mitch and Kenny is kind of marginal. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure right now if we could say that specifically and carbon copy that comment from then until now, because I think it's become more clear that Kenny's being held back by his offensive coordinator, as we talked about yesterday. But now the, the focus goes to, can this offense function with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback? And can it sustain on Thursday against the Titans if Mitch has to play? Keep in mind, this will be the first time Mitch actually gets preparation time as the starter, and I put that in air quotes, for the first time since late last season. So it's not like Mitch hasn't been playing. He's had to come off the bench. But I think it's a little bit different that Mitch would have to come in off the bench versus having to come in and have actual prep time to start. Yep. There's one kind of one really good thing I want to kind of bring up here. Monaga Hale Mike says KP ain't missing the hot read too much. Um, so there's one thing that I really try to not do whenever I'm like looking at the tape, looking at the film and trying to break down at least what I'm seeing. I'm I'm not going to pretend that I'm in the room and know what know exactly what's going on with each and every single play. Um, I'm not qualified to do that. I have never played the game at the NFL level. I have never sat in one of those rooms during a meeting. I'm horribly, horribly unqualified when it comes to that kind of stuff. However, I, I based off of some of the concepts that are called, I don't think that there are many hot reads built into or that there are hot routes necessarily built into the offense that any kind of checks or anything like that are are parts of the plays much like we saw with the George Pickens touchdown against the Ravens that was a design check based off of what the defense is going to give now there are certain plays where that I've seen this year where I would think based off of the blitz that con- that's coming that there would be a hot route there that the receiver would break off of whatever he's doing and fill the voided space from the blitz. And it just doesn't happen. Now, if it if it's missed once or twice, you kind of put that on mental error, right? You kind of just put that on. Okay. The receiver didn't read the hot route, you know, what, or didn't, you know, see, you know, didn't read the blitz and didn't go for the hot route. It just, it, it happens so frequently that I'm just starting to think that this offense doesn't have, the ability for hot routes that just based off of what I'm seeing on film. I'm not gonna pretend that I'm in the room and saying that they don't have them. I'm just saying 
based off of what I'm seeing on film, if it happens so frequently, and that's that's part of that's part of the offense. If that's if that is the case, that's a that's a that's an issue. You got to have the ability to call things on the fly based off of what the defense is 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 showing. A couple of notes on the defensive side of the ball too. Of course, Terrell Austin talked today as well, and uh, we are monitoring the trade wire. Uh, yeah, with about got, 45 got, minutes to go. Got we got this. the wires going, believe me. I've got this on, man. We got the wires going. <laughs> uh, with about 45 minutes until the trade deadline, nothing on the Steelers' front quite yet. But Tara Lawson did talk today. Uh, of course, the coordinator Thursday getting moved up to coordinator Tuesday. And the big thing to draw from Tara Lawson is it's Joey's time. We made it. We hit the We hit the ground. We found the destination. It's not about the journey. It's about the destination. In this case, Joey Porter Jr. is the starting cornerback moving forward for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is about damn time. A (laughs) quote from Terrell Austin, and I quote, he's growing, he's getting better, and when his time comes, you'll know it. it. I think it was his time. And then he continues later on, we feel comfortable now that he's able to handle everything that's why he's the guy moving forward. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's. I mean, it's good news for the, for the Steelers. It's good news for for Joey Porter Jr. But it's obviously really good news for the Steelers. The fact that they that they, they like took their time with him uh, to make sure that like, hey, we're not just going to throw you out there and be like, okay, figure it out. You know, especially you know because he he, he I, I believe he was dealing with some some kind of injuries or some kind of injury during during training camp or preseason and kind of slowed him down a little bit. So you, you don't want to just throw him out there and be like, all right, good luck, kid. You know, definitely want to see the progression there. Oh, okay, he did really well with this sample size. Let's increase it. Oh, pass the test again. Okay, great. He just kept checking boxes, and they kept giving him more and more and more. And that's kind of what maybe the Steelers should do more often with their rookies, other than just say, here you go, unless it's like a – a generational, I want to say generational, that word is overused, but like a really, really high quality, like top five pick. That's like an automatic, like, all right, you're starting, you're a starter day one. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that Joey Porter Jr. Was that because if he was, he probably would have been drafted in the first round by somebody. Sure. Um. Yes. Kenny is, Kenny says he's playing for sure. As Teresa says, we'll, we'll, we'll reiterate that news bit. Um, another big thing from Tara Lawson today. And of course, replacing Mika Fitzpatrick is no easy task for any team that would be missing a guy like a Mika Fitzpatrick. And the big part that Mika does, he does just about everything for this defense. But the big thing that he does is he is a master at communication in the back end of the secondary. And I think that was pretty sorely missed as the game went on on Sunday, namely in evidence by the Travis Etienne, what was it, 53-yard touchdown or 57-yard touchdown pass uh, from Trevor Lawrence that just kind of went right over the top of the secondary. You know, that's the lid of the defense, so to speak, that cliche. That is the the straw that stirs the drink for me. And, and in moment when Mika got hurt, I said, this is the guy they can't afford to lose today. And some of the comments in the asylum, of course, go, what about TJ? And I go, TJ is TJ, but Mika does everything for the Steelers' defense. And, and, yeah. and his impact was missed. On Sunday, so of course, a lot of talk from Terrell Austin today is about having to um, kind of usher in new communication lines. Who's going to take over that back end 
from Inca, and it's going to be a little bit of a committee approach, Tara Lawson said. Of course, Demonte KZ and Keanu Neal back there, but you're probably going to see some Elijah Riley. You're probably going to see some Miles Killebrew, who, of course, is a Steelers special teams captain. It's going to be a team effort to try to replace him. However, that's a guy that's really hard to replace. Um, a quick a quick note before uh, before you go, Chris. Uh, Brent asks, have you heard anything about Cam or Pat Firemuth? Cam Hayward's 21-day window to be designated off of IR was open last week. So Cam is eligible to return from injured reserve, and he is practicing. Pat Fryermuth still has three weeks left on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see Pat Fryermuth until at least mid to end uh, of November. Yeah, you got at least three more games where you won't see him. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, the the issue – so from, from what I can remember, uh, what – um, KZ or or uh, Porter said about the the play the big play to, to Etienne is that they were trying to disguise cover two and that was actually man so that that would have been and Porter admitted it that that would have been on Porter he's got to stay he's got to you know he's got to make that play he's got to stay with the running back he said he didn't expect a running back to do that well guess what not every running back at the NFL level is the way they were in college you got to stick with them <laughs> so. Um, it's those are mistakes that are going to happen. I mean, Joey Porter Jr. is a rookie. I mean, he he's going to make mistakes. Um, it, sure it just it, ha- it happens. Um, he's been really good so far. Uh, he also had a really really great open field tackle that's probably saved a touchdown. Uh, you know when uh, with uh, on Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he's he still had good moments in that game. Just one mistake cost him a touchdown, but um. Yeah, Minka, Matt Williamson did a great job on uh, this week's War Room talking about what Minka does. And uh, the best way he put it was he puts out a lot of fires in that defense. Um, And and, and he does. And there's not one guy that can do what Minka does. Uh, It it has to be a committee uh, approach to to replacing Minka. And that's the unfortunate part of it is that they have to use multiple guys to try to make up for what one guy does all the, whenever he's on the field. And uh, that limits and handcuffs the defense really on all three levels because Minka will line up in, you know, the deep safety position. Sometimes he'll line up in the slot. Sometimes he'll line up uh, um, in the box. Uh, He's even got a few snaps lining up on the outside. I mean, he literally plays all over the defense. Um, That that's just, I, I agree. Well, when, when you're talking about one player that can't be missing from this defense, yeah, you might say TJ just because of what the Steelers do when TJ's on the field versus what TJ what they fail to do when he's not on the field. Yes, but but Minka does like as as Matt said, he does put out a lot of fires and he does it in a number of different ways. It's it's a significant loss without Minka for mm-hmm. sure. So with about eight minutes left in the show and about 40 minutes until the trade deadline for the NFL hits at 4 p.m. Eastern, I figured, Chris, we could do a little game here of buy or sell because, I mean, think about this, okay? The Steelers in the position that they're in, they're four and three, coming off the loss to one of the best teams in the AFC. I thought Sunday's game was going to be a really good litmus test for where the Steelers truly stand in the AFC. Because for my money right now, Jacksonville's the number three team in the AFC uh, behind Kansas City and Miami. I, I think they're the third best team in the AFC right now. My think, my thought process is this, okay? 
using that game as a litmus test to see where the Steelers are at in the AFC will lead into today, a.k.a. the trade deadline. Now, do you think the Steelers should be buyers or the Steelers should be sellers in order to try to gain some more capital moving forward? I think they need to add. Uh, I, I mean, you're you're four and three. Um, the season is not over uh, yet. Uh, the The quest for the division is not over yet. Uh, the Steelers still have what four division games left, um, I believe. I can't go through the schedule in my head right now, but no, they've they've got to buy. Um, yeah, and 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 Brent says always buy. I mean, now it depends. Um, it, it does depend on, you know, who you're going after. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would buy because, you know, even in a, even in a season that's, that's doomed for that seemed doomed for, for failure. I mean, they did a very buyer move whenever they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. Yes, they did. Um, in, in a, in a season where they weren't going anywhere, you know, once Ben's arm was gone, it ain't happening. You're not winning with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Um, you're just not, and some people are like, you know, saying, okay, sell, you know, the team can't do anything that, you know, they need to try to, you know, go the, you know, let's punt on the season, but listen, that's not, that's not the Steelers way. They're not going to do it. Um, they're not going to try to sell. They're definitely not going to try to, uh, tank or, or lose games. Um, and I think that that is, um, I think that that's, Probably the worst thing you could do in terms of because I know that, that a lot of people think, well, tanking is the way to go because you get high draft picks. Listen, the Steelers have hit on draft picks without having to sell for a long time. And this goes back to Mike Tomlin's earlier days. This goes back to Bill Cowher's days. They have, I, I can't remember a time in, in my, at least not in my lifetime, where the Steelers have intentionally tried to tank for high draft picks. It just doesn't happen. It's not part of the culture, and it's not what they do. It's just not what they do. And over success over time, it, it, they've been a very successful franchise. Um, it's just, I mean, they can. I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah, and and the thing is, and James and James says it here. Players won't tank. They don't, and they don't need to be playing in a culture that's okay with tanking. Period. I mean, it's, 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 you got some, you got some young players on this team, like some young players that you want to be part of the future. And if Mike Tomlin walks in the room one day and says, all right, well, we got our eyes on 2024. Now they're going to be like, what? All of a sudden you don't believe in us. Like Mm -hmm. what the heck, you know, it's Mike Tomlin's job and the coaching staff's job to try to, you know, coach them up and try to win, win football games now. You know, not to be like, okay, well, we got our eyes on next season now. That's that's bull. That's bull crap. I would I would never want to. As if I were a player, I would never want to play play for an organization that's okay with that. I think there's a case to be made that the Steelers should sell over buying, and I'm not saying that's what I think they should do because, truth be told, I think they should stand pat. The reason why I think they should stand pat is because this is kind of a team in purgatory right now, in my opinion. This is a team that clearly does not have a Super Bowl contending offense or even dialing it back an AFC North or an AFC contending offense because it's true. The pieces aren't there. The coordinator definitely isn't there. And the pieces they tried to get in free agency and through the draft have underperformed. 
Najee Harris has had had a really good rookie year and has been pedestrian since. Kenny Pickett has, you know, he's got the fourth quarter magic. He does really well late in games, and he's got guts and boxy and all that other stuff. But he can't put it together in a lot of cases throughout three quarters of football. So, yeah, like we talked about yesterday, you could start to see some of the signs that maybe Najee isn't the first-round pick that we thought he should have been. Or maybe no. Kenny isn't the quarterback. Now, if you want to give Kenny more time, then that's for, that's for you. That's your prerogative. I'm not sure what the Steelers are wanting to do. Obviously, they're going to try to give Kenny as much time as they possibly can. But how long do you let that leash run before you pull it back? Now, there's the case for the Steelers to go add to try to contend this year and, and potentially next year, whoever it may be, if there's additional contract room or if ex extensions happen, whatever it needs to be. There's also the case to say, Go get some more capital because maybe this running back isn't the first round running back you drafted. Maybe this quarterback is starting to not be the first round quarterback that you drafted. Maybe this offensive line does need more help. Maybe this wide receiver core needs more help. And maybe the Steelers need a new tight end. There's cases, I think, on both sides of the fence for the Steelers. Personally, I would stay pat if I'm the Steelers. I don't see any purpose in giving up more capital to replace one hole that is likely going to be on the defense where they have already spent a boatload of money. I think they need to add more capital instead of removing it, if not standing pat. But that's just me. That's how yeah. I would do it. I think they have requisite pieces on offense that are underperforming. I think the coordinator still needs to go before you can really make the final judgment on mm -hmm. Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, etc., but we, what we can say right now is even though the coordinator has not done well, neither have the players in executing those kind of plays. Yeah, I um, I think if if Jalen Johnson is available at the right price and, and the Steelers are going to have um, – they're going to have competition because once a player makes it known, and I want to say a player makes it known, I mean their agent makes it known, we've requested a trade – Leverage for the team that he's on goes way down in terms of what they can get back. Um, you know, because teams now know, hey, he doesn't want to be there. And so I think if you can try to get him at the right price, um, I wouldn't give up a, a first or second round pick. I think if you can get him for a third round pick or maybe a third and then maybe like a fifth or sixth in, in, in future seasons. I'd do that. I mean, if you have a third, you're essentially turning a third round pick and, and a sixth round pick or a fifth round pick in, in a future year into a cornerback where you're, you're looking at two starting cornerbacks of Joey Porter Jr. and Jalen Johnson. Uh, you can extend him a little, you know, and for, for a deal that's probably a little bit more team friendly at this point. So yeah, I, I think it's something that the Steelers should look at. Uh, I'm not saying that they need to go balls to the wall and try to try to absolutely like like no matter what, we're walking away with them here in 30 minutes. You know, I don't think it needs to be that. I don't think they need to be aggressive buyers, but I think that they need to be um, shrewd buyers. That's probably the best way to put it. Chip away a little bit, you know. Yeah, Chip see what's there. What you need. You know, see what's there, you know, but don't go outside of your comfort zone of what you're willing to offer for certain players. That's what I would do. Right. AJ asks, uh, any quick must-know information for someone in town for the Titans game? Um, I think the only general generality that I can give to anybody that would travel to any, any city for the first time or just going, um, you know, somewhere different 
I would try local fare over the usual fast food chain. Like as far as food goes, like try to get the local flavors. You know, I'm a big proponent of the strip district. I like a lot of food places over there. Um, obviously, if you want to hit Permandy Brothers on the strip district, that's your prerogative or wherever mm-hmm. you, may, you may be. If you're going to go to um, Permandy's, that's the one to go to. Right. Um, I'm not sure where you're staying, AJ, but um, if you can walk the city, walk it, obviously. If you're staying outside of the city somewhere, you know, somewhere towards the airport, um, take your time driving in. If you're coming in for game day, arrive early. Believe me. It'll save you a lot of hassle with parking. It'll save you a lot of hassle with walking to the stadium. It'll just save you a ton of time. Case in point for me was Notre Dame. I got I parked at Notre Dame at 11 a.m., four hours before kickoff. Now, this might be a little too early for you, but for me, who has to be there hours before kickoff, you know, I got there even earlier, and I avoided all the traffic. I avoided all the, you know, the vests, if you will, trying to guide me to park in the wrong spot. AJ, thanks for the gifted. Uh, we appreciate that. Five gifted. If you got one from AJ, uh, please say thank you. Um, try to arrive early and and really take in the sure. sights, really take in the scenes, experience as much as you want to experience downtown. I, I think downtown's a phenomenal place to be, especially on game day. Definitely check out the shop. Uh, DK and Dolly will be open throughout Thursday. So uh, oh, safe yeah. travels in, AJ. Wait, hold on. We have something from Ian Rappaport. Hold on. Hit it. What do we got? A little trade. Um, after, nope, nope. After a day of exploration, Jalen Johnson is expected to stay in Chicago, okay. according to sources. So there that you go. Look like that's going to happen. There you go. Um, so as of right now, uh, the Steelers have not made a move uh, on the trade deadline. So as of right now, with about 30-ish minutes to go until 4 p.m., uh, nothing on the Steelers' front as far as trades go. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the trade deadline approaching at 4 p.m., uh, Chris and I will be back tomorrow. Uh, it's an off day. Well, not really an off day for the Steelers. They'll be practicing, but it's closed to media tomorrow. So Chris and I will be back 3 p.m. to really preview the Titans. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. get into – Rap sheet just tweeted that one too. Rasul Douglas to the Bills, so Buffalo ads yep. Uh, yep. Via, the, via the trade deadline. Yep. So uh, tomorrow we will break down the matchup. We'll give picks. We'll talk about the Titans. It sounds like Will Levis is playing quarterback. So a lot to get into. Well, we can get picks front. on Thursday, I think. We can get well, we picks can on that. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday more. We could do that Thursday for sure. But we'll definitely get into the matchup oh, yeah. uh, tomorrow. So he's Thank Chris. You. I'm Corey. Of course, this has been the Southside Beat. We're going back to work. Uh, peace <laughs> out, everybody. <laughs>